Welcome to Inflection Point Moment. I'm Jeff Heyer-Jones. And I'm Rhonda Peterson. We're here today to talk tips, tricks, and resources for growth-oriented small business owners. So let's jump in. Hello. Welcome to the Inflection Point Moment for January 23rd. I cannot believe we are this far into the month. I am here with you today by myself because not sure what's going on with Jeff and I'm hoping that he pops in here any moment now. My guess is that there's something um, related to a client that he's gotten um, caught up in and he can't get with us as quickly as he uh, was planning to. But here we are. And we are talking this week about a really um, interesting topic. We're talking about your work style and how that's related to your return on energy. Last week, we talked about your definition of work and where that came from and how that impacts how you approach your work, how you um, feel about your work, how you have sustainability in being able to keep doing your work over time. Today, we're going to talk about what your work style is. And this is a really interesting concept that many of you may not have heard of. I hadn't heard of it until a couple years ago when I was um, working with a coach, <clears throat> excuse me, who exposed me to this concept of what's called the Colby assessment. And the Colby assessment identifies your cognitive style. Now you may say, what the heck does that word mean? Cognitive has to do with your instincts and your unique, I'm sorry, your instincts and your innate attributes that define your natural method of operation. In other words, if you're taking action in the way that's most natural to you, how do you do that? They have four different ways that you do this. And by the way, your cognitive style is not personality. It's not intelligence. It's not social style. It's again, your instinctive way of taking action. <clears throat> so they've studied the brain and they know, and this, this uh, comes from a lot of different places that they have this um, thinking process. You have your thinking part of your brain that is where you do your thinking. That's the cognitive part of your brain. Then there's the affective part of your brain, which is where your feelings are located. And then there's the cognitive part of your brain, which is the doing, the how you take action part of your brain. And I'm going to stop for just a moment and say, hey, is anybody with me today? Since Jeff's not here, I'm hoping that there are people who are on the live stream watching with me so that I don't have to feel like I'm just talking to the camera, but I know I'm talking to people. I know people watch the live stream, whether they watch it live or whether they watch it later. But hey, if you're here with me, let me know. Just type in the chat. Hey, Rhonda, I'm here. Interested in what you have to say. Or I just showed up because, you know, it was on my calendar. But would love to know that you're here with me if you are. So back to what we're talking about. There are four types of cognitive style that they... Oh, yay! Maritza's with me! Hey, so glad to have you here with us. So um, let's talk about these four kinds of cognitive style. There is the fact finder. 
this is the person who um, functions by probing. The first thing they do is probe. They gather and share information. I have a friend who is in a leadership role in a nonprofit that I'm part of, who her fact finder is amazing. And her default is to go out and find as much information about whatever topic we're, we're needing to learn about as possible. What a great person to have on your team because she's digging and she's finding all this information that then she can synthesize in an amazing way and be able to share it with others so that we can know how to use it really effectively. That's number one, is the fact finder person. Then there's the person who their strength is in follow through. They're great in patterning. They look about how we organize and design things. They think about what are the steps? How do we get there? And how do we do this in a way that we can consistently do it over time in the same way? So we may be, we may delivering a custom product in the end, but we do the same kinds of steps to create that custom product for our customer. Now, I've never asked Jeff to take the Colby, but I really suspect he's got a lot of follow through in him. And most of us, have a mixture of all four of these things. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Number three is the quick start. A quick start is an idea generator. And if Jeff was on the call with me right now, he would be laughing his head off. Rhonda is a quick start. And on each one of these, there's a scale of one to 10. So when you do the test, the assessment, you get back um, a your results and it measures where you are in each one of these four things. <clears throat> the quick start is the idea, the idea generator. They um, improvise, they find a way to deal with risk and uncertainty. We're all about change and innovation and risk management, but risk management in a way that keeps us moving forward. And then the number four is the implementer. They're the person that wants to just get to work. They're about space and tangible things, creating models and actually building, whether it's a system or an actual item, they want to build it. My husband has not taken the Colby, but I'd lay money that he's really high on the implementer because he's the one who has to create a model of what it's going to be. And he thinks through how he's going to do something by physically laying it out and he uses his hands to think about it a lot. I find this fascinating. And one of the things that's the most fascinating about it is learning how we can all value this in others, but also learning how to understand our own style and value the style of others and come together to work to make the most effective outcomes for what we're doing. So today's title is what is your work style and how is it related to ROE? The way I see this cognitive um, process that your cognitive style as being related to ROE is it's what is it undergirds. It's what drives your return on energy. When you know what your energizers are, they're very related to your cognitive style because it's your 
natural way of approaching what you do. Now, the good thing about each one of these cognitive styles is they bring so much to the table. As I was talking about my friend, who's a fact finder and the things she brings to the table. But here's the challenge with that. And if Jeff was on the call with me, he'd be laughing at this point. Each one of us in our cognitive style not only has the benefit of the strength side of it, but the other side is that we can get so tangled up in our own way of doing it in the natural way that we focus so much on that that we don't um, we don't balance it out with the other actions, the other cognitive styles of way of doing things, which is why you need to have a team around you who compensates for the parts that you are not automatically good in. <clears throat> My numbers are, I am a three on the fact finder. I'm a three on follow through. I'm a 10 on quick start. I'm really a weird bird from that standpoint. When I tell people who understand the Colby about this, they're like, oh, we need to study you. I actually have a friend who said that to me. Um, and I'm a three on implementer. So I'm very consistent across all the other strengths, but I'm really strong in the quick start. And until I understood that about myself, I was so frustrated because going and doing the research made me crazy. Because you know how you can get in a rabbit trail and go down a road that takes you so many places when you're doing research on the internet? I could two hours later have a ton of information, but it was really hard for me to weed through it to find what was the important information that I had found. As opposed to my friend who's really a good fact finder and can take that research and distill it down to the key piece of information. That's what my assistant does for me when I'm getting ready to create content. She knows the kinds of resources I need to have and she goes out and finds them for me. Because as a quick start 10, I have to have someone else do that part for me. I tell them what I'm looking for and release them to go do what they're best at and bring it back to me so that then I can integrate that into my thoughts and be able to really get crystal clear about the information I need to share. Then there's follow through and people who are really good at follow through like Jeff can create the system and the process so that we can get from point A to point B. They can identify all the steps that need to be taken and then make sure that that follow through is happening so that we get there. Having people who are on your team that are good at follow through is great. Now you can get in the weeds on follow through just like you can get in weeds on fact finder. So you have to be careful and you have to know where the boundaries are on what you're doing. But follow through is so critical. For those of us who are idea gener generators, um, this is an important role too. And we really need these. Um, I just got a text from Jeff saying that he's stuck in a meeting with the client and he's and it's running over. Well, he doesn't know what he's missing because we're just having fun talking about this. But I'm sure he would be bringing some great stories to the table. And Maritza, if you have a question or I say something that sounds like really off the wall, please let me know so that I can back up and make and make better sense of what we're doing.
I'll let you, and please be Jeff today, Maritza, no pressure on that. <laughs> um, just for the record, Maritza was on the live stream, maybe back in November. She is a great small business attorney and she had, we had such an awesome conversation around the systems for small business owners that she has. So speaking of somebody who's really good at what she does, she's one of our great curated resources for small business owners. Um, so back to the quick start. We are good at putting the ideas out there, but sometimes we can have so many ideas and then we have trouble identifying and sticking with the idea because there's always, um, I don't know if you've heard this expression or not, shiny bauble syndrome. Well, I could do this over here, or I could do this over here, or I could do this over here. The problem is if you're constantly chasing the next idea, you'd never get done the work you need to get done. So you need to have almost blinders on. So, um, <laughs> so if you are like me, a quick start and you're really high on the quick start as I was advised to do, and this has made all the difference in the world, get yourself an assistant, an assistant that will help you stay focused on the things that you need to do. So in other words, you need an assistant that's going to say, come back over here. We don't have time for that one yet. We're going to focus here and we're going to accomplish this. And then when this is accomplished, we're going to go over here. So I just want to, um, Maritza is um, saying that she's trying to decide if she's a fact finder process person, if she's a fact finder or a process person, which would be follow through, or if she should just go take the assessment. Well, Maritza, I would strongly suggest that you take the assessment um, because that will help you know and understand that. And there are people who can coach through that with you. That being said, even if you just listen to this a little bit, you'll get a general idea about yourself. But I strongly suggest this assessment. I'm a big fan of assessments in so many different ways. Um, and I wish I could tell you the web address for taking the Colby, but if you go and do a search for the Colby, which is K-O-L-B-E, Colby assessment, if you just type that into your search bar, it will come right up. They got great resources on their website and I think I saw this morning that taking the assessment costs $55. So well worth it to be able to understand your own work style and lean into your work style and also know where you need to have somebody else complement your work style with their work style. So let's go to the implementer and talk about how they do things well and how sometimes they can get so tangled up in it that they need somebody to come alongside them and help them move out of their natural innate doing so that they can get to the feeling and thinking part and move it forward. So for the implementer, they're the person who is about space and tangibles and they want to just start doing the work. They like to create models and they like to think about how to actually build the thing. The person who is, whose um, natural cognitive style is to do this 
sometimes has trouble getting started out of the shoot because they can't think about what is the big picture that this goes in and how do I know how what I'm creating is going to fit within the bigger um, space, whether that be actual space or, or um, virtual space that this needs to go in. Um, my husband and I like to talk about ourselves as being the design build team because I have this great idea of some amazing set of shelves. I don't know, whatever it is that we're going to be creating that we need to have in our house to do X. And so I'll say, honey, we need to make this thing. And he'll be like, okay, well, draw me a picture of it. So I draw him a picture and I put some measurements on it and, and I say, and I want it to be made out of this. And I think it should look like this. And we're going to put it right here. And he's like, okay. And then he goes out to his shop and he gets some pieces of scrap wood. And he takes those pieces of scrap wood and he starts laying them together. And he's thinking about this and how does this fit together? And how am I going to, um, how am I going to fasten this? And are we going to paint it? What do you want it to be like from that standpoint? Does it need to have a back on it? There are so many questions, but he has to physically be managing it and thinking through it in that way. That's how an implementer works. They're literally, their initial step is to implement. That's how it works for them. Your ROE is very related to these cognitive strengths because the, as I've said earlier, that work that energizes you is related to what your cognitive strengths are. For me, I love ideas. I love vision. I love to think about where we're going. I love to be engaged with people so that we can brainstorm together. I mean, give me a brainstorming opportunity and that is my absolute favorite thing to do. So how can we work together to make the vision real? That's what my cognitive strengths lean toward. It's about bringing a group of people together to make something happen because I'm that quick start. I want to move it forward. I want to do it together. So when you're doing your work and when you're in your energizers in that ROE space, you can definitely do your best work. But here's what I want to share with you. What I want you to understand is that it's so important to have a team around you and to honor the fact that the people around you approach things from a different perspective and that their energizers are different than yours. This is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I happen to be at this point in time in a leadership role in a community organization with another leader who wants everyone to function and lead like they do. And if they don't function and lead like they do, then they're wrong. The frustration and divisiveness that this causes in the organization is sad. Because see, this person doesn't understand that the way that he, he approaches it is very valuable. He brings great things to the table, 
The problem is he brings one set of things and they're important things, but they're not all the things. And any of us, whether we are a solopreneur, a small business owner, an owner that is has a bigger organization with 200 people or 500 people, we all need to understand that there are strengths different than ours that we need to make our business the best it can be and to make it sustainable over time. So I really want to encourage you to look at what your default is. What is your automatic style, your instinctive way of taking action? Think about that. Is it, are you a fact finder? Are you somebody who's in follow through? That's where your biggest strength is. Are you a quick start? Are you somebody who has ideas and you want to follow through of them on them in a way that makes change happen, but in a way that makes change happen in a smart way? Or are you an implementer? Somebody who wants to put, you know, is thinking about space and tangible things and creating models. All of those are so important. Who do you need to bring around you to compliment you from that standpoint? As I said earlier, I had a coach who told me when they found out I was a quick start 10, aside from the fact of going, oh my goodness, that was their first response. Oh my goodness. But the smartest thing they ever said to me was, you need to hire people to do all the things around you because you can't get out of your own way because of all your ideas. And it has been the best thing I have ever done. So please think about who those people are you need to bring around you. And if you're someone who is a small but mighty business owner and wants to grow your business, Jeff and I have an opportunity for you. We mentioned it last week, but unfortunately, a lot of you weren't able to see our live stream last week. So we want to share with you, share it with you again. Not only are we going to keep doing the inflection point moments, but we are creating the inflection point hub, which is a peer advisory group community for small but mighty business owners who are at the growth stage of their business. We're going to make this group, we're gonna start with eight people. We're gonna start on February 28th, and we would love to have you join us for what we're calling starting point, which is a time to build community, to get to know each other, to help start the process of supporting each other's business. And we're going to create this hub of small but mighty business owners who are going to grow their businesses together so that each one of us can have a business that is growing and thriving. And we can be a growing and thriving owner of this small business as opposed to having being a business owner suck the life out of us. To find out more information and to find out about our early bird, sorry, super early bird um, bonuses, go to inflectionpointhub.com. You'll find a place there where you can get more information. 
where you can apply to join us and we would love to have you with us. If you are ready to grow your business and you'd like to do it with a group of people who are going to be your cheerleaders and your truth tellers along the way. That's what Jeff and I are doing. We bring mindset, strategy, processes and systems between the two of us. And we will have business experts for the growth stage of your business that we've curated that are going to come alongside us. So unfortunately, Jeff's not going to be with us this week, but hey, we went for 24 minutes, me by myself with Maritza. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. I hope I've exposed you some new thinking and that this is going to help you to stay in your ROE because you understand that your energizers come from your instinctive way of taking action. It's how your brain works and we all work differently. And that is a good thing. So have a good week. Look forward to seeing you next week where we're going to talk about balance in your work. A topic that has been a hot button for probably 30 years. We'll see you next week. Have a good time. Take care. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you want more resources similar to this, follow our LinkedIn company page. Just search for Inflection Point Hub on LinkedIn and follow us there.